Okay, let's, uh, even though we're discussing issues of how to give instructions or how to make sure, talk in a way which one can listen to, and we'll take a break for one week just to talk about Shavuos because Ba'atzim it's a Yisrael and Chinuch. A very big Yisrael, which we learned from Shavuos. And let's look at what the Torah says first. And it's like to us to talk about what's the, what's the correct Chinuch for Torah. Now, what's it, what does the Torah say? It's a Chazal. Chazal say that when HaKadosh Baruch HaAfei Klai Yisrael the Torah. So Klai Yisrael said, yes, we want to take the Torah. As we know. But uh, what Chazal tell us is HaKadosh Baruch said to Klai Yisrael, I want to guarantee Who's going to be the Arev? Who's going to be the guarantor that Klai Yisrael keeps the Torah? So Klai Yisrael originally said the Avis should be the guarantor. And Hashem didn't accept that. And then eventually Klai Yisrael said our children will be the guarantor. And then Hashem didn't accept And obviously the question is a very strange Chazal. What does it mean that Hashem needed uh, somebody to take a Christ, so to speak, who's to guarantee that Klai Yisrael going to keep a Torah? And if, why, why did Klai Yisrael think the obvious? We're no longer alive. We're going to be a guarantor for the Torah. And uh, if that didn't work, so what, what, what was better about saying the children are going to guarantee the Torah? How's, how children are going to ensure their parents keep the Torah? So what, are the, what, are, what did Hashem mean? And what did Klai Yisrael mean? And what is the discussion? So, the aside is like this. The aside is like this. The, it's understood that the Dar who accepted the Torah were, they were speaking for themselves and they said Naisiv and Nishma, we want the Torah Hashem we're committing ourselves to keeping the Torah we're accepting your Malchus and you're going to listen to what you say Hashem wasn't doubting the sincerity that's very good that's very good it's very good that that, that Torah would keep the Torah but it's understood also that the commitment of Kabbalah Satara wasn't just for that Torah the, com- the commitment of Kabbalah Satara wasn't just for that Torah the commitment of Kabbalah Satara was uh, like the Pasuk says to be uh, uh, Hashem wants to make a connection a relationship a commitment with Klai Yisrael which is for them and for the future and therefore from Hashem's point of view it's the Kabbalah Satara isn't just Chal on the Dar who accepted the Torah and his commitment to the Jewish people wasn't just to that first Dar who stood at Har Sinai but this is something which will apply to them and their children and their children forever which is what he says about Kabbalah Satara he says that it will be forever. So, HaKadosh Baruch can make that kind of commitment, we understand. From Hashem's point of view, this is forever. And therefore, he can commit himself to that. But the question is, what's the Jewish people's commitment? Because, let's say, that the Dar HaSinah can commit themselves. And let's say they'll keep up their commitment. That's very good. But, what's going to be with the next Dar? What's going to be with the following day? And what's going to be with two generations and ten generations and fifty generations later? So is Hashem going to have to repeat Matan Torah for every dar that each dar again will accept it for themselves? Hashem doesn't do that. And if that's the case, so then in what way can the previous dar, or the dar of Matan Torah, accept a Torah that is not just binding for them, it's binding for the future also? It says that by Kabbalah Satara was there, which means everyone heard it. When it came to the Nice of Anishma, which means acceptance of everyone was there. When it, later on, in Matan Torah, today, on Bay Seville, the day of Nice of Anishma, that was, uh, we were talking about Namish, and he had the Yemen, Kaisha had to accept. 
later on, when it comes to Friday, and Bob Sivan, when Hashem gave the Torah, or Hesim, whatever the dates, based on the dates, when Hashem gave it, and then all the Neshamas came to here. So, how, and so this is a real problem. How does somebody accept something for a future dar? And what's going to stop the future dar saying that no one asked us, we weren't consulted, and we would never have agreed? So, what's that? So, the first thing Clay Israel thought is why was, let's think in the context, why did the Clay Israel at the time deserve the terror? Akash Baruch is coming to Klai Yisrael and offering them the Torah, offering them Adam Abba, and offering them to make them special. Why? What do they do to deserve it? answer is, not that much, but this was the promise to the Ovis. Hashem had promised already Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov is going to do this, and he is fulfilling his promise. And if that's the case, so you see that Akash Baruch is going to ensure, so to speak, that Klai Yisrael get the Torah, Bishchus Abraham, Bishchus Yitzhak, and Bishchus Yaakov. And if that's the case, Klai Yisrael's first thought was, if Hashem wants to know what's the guarantee that Klaish will keep the Torah, that same schos. The same schos which is giving us the Torah now is the schos that will have the Torah in the future too. And therefore, let the schos of us be, what, let the, of us be the guarantee. If Hashem promised the Torah is for you and your descendants forever, so then to, to Avram Avinu, as opposed was the promise to Avram Avinu, if that's the case, so then that should ensure that the Torah will be accepted by the descendants of Zarecha as well. So that's why originally Klai Yisrael said, let the Ovis be the guarantee. And now here's the important point. HaKadosh Baruch said, no, they're not a good guarantee. Why? Because Hashem's promise to the Ovis was, from, from, he was Mechaev himself to give Klai Yisrael the Torah. Hashem obligated himself to give Klai Yisrael the Torah, and that's what he did. He gave Klai Yisrael the Torah, he gave it to their great-grandchildren, because he promised that to the Ovis. But that wasn't the, the, Hashem's promise to the Ovis wasn't that Klai Yisrael going to keep the Torah. Hashem's promise was to give the Torah, and Hashem does give the Torah. Not just to them, Hashem is willing to give the Torah to everyone. Anyone who sits in that Torah, Hashem is willing to teach him Torah. So from Hashem's point of view, His promise He's keeping. He promised the Ovis to give the children to their descendants, He did it. He promised the Ovis that he'll be, there, he'll be, so to speak, He'll be there to be the Rekei Yisrael, the God of Klai Yisrael, and He will be. So from Hashem's point of view, He committed Himself, and He's fulfilling His commitment. But... Hashem's commitment doesn't doesn't mechaev him to force us to keep the Torah. That has to come from us. That has to come from us. And therefore, Hashem didn't accept the obvious as a guarantor that we would keep the Torah. That's a guarantee that maybe He'll give the Torah, but that we'll keep the Torah. Okay, so then if that's okay, so what can be the guarantor from Klai Yisrael's point of view? What's the guarantee that we're going to ensure that Klai Yisrael in the future keeps the Torah? How are we going to guarantee that? I'm going to go into that. And this is the Yisait. When, when Klai Yisrael said to Hashem, our children will be the guarantee. W- w- what does that mean? What, in what way are they going to be the guarantee? The answer is, Klai Yisrael, together with being Makabal the Torah, are being Makabal in themselves in the Christ, we're going to train our children to keep the Torah too. We, we, if you're asking, how's the future that are going to Makabal the Torah? That's our Christ. It's our Akhrais, it's just like we makabal the Torah for ourselves. We're taking the Akhrais, and we're going to train our children to do the same. And training our children to do the same means that they're also going to makabal the Akhrais, and we're going to keep the Torah, and we're going to train our children to do the same. And therefore, that's, that's the guarantee Hashem wanted. It's not enough that you makabal the Torah for yourself. You makabal the Torah in the sense that you makabal the Torah to makabal it on yourself, and also to ensure your children do. And that's the story you're going to give to them also. You make covers for yourself and you pass it on to the next time. And some of the first you pass it. 
וידעתם לבניך ולבני בניך, יום שעמדת לפני השם אלוקיך בחרף. It's your responsibility to teach it to your children and your children to their children the day you stood in front of Hashem. Matan Torah wasn't something just for that door. It's a chiyuv to train your children the same way. Now, if that's the case, so then we see a Yisrael over here. And that is, a, 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 and like I said, this is a, something we talk about Dafka now, for sure. So we're talking about Bimakabal the Torah. But also shows us a very important point in Chilach. And that is that contrary to the common thinking today's world of psychology and that is uh, children can make other decisions and what can the parents do it's nothing to do with them what can they do with what they, how their parents how their children decide to act so to an extent that's true everybody has Bechir but there's a certain element where it is up to the father it is up to the father to, to, to take a Christ for what his son is going to do and it's not something which is okay, there's no way in the world that he can he can uh, influence or direct what his children do. That notion which that the child is free to do what he wants and the parents have absolutely no influence over him and therefore no responsibility of him comes from a mistaken hashkafa and that is that I'm not, being as I'm not responsible so therefore I don't try to give any direction. He can do what he likes and if that's the case he will do what he likes and the father could say what's it going to do with me? What's it going to do with the father is if you would never gave a direction so of course so then the child will do what he wants. But the Yisraeli Chinuch is that if a father does give a direction, the father does give a direction, then even if his child has Bechir, and that's true, he does, but nevertheless, that's going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference, and therefore, a father can, to some, in, to some extent, take a chrayas, and I'm going to ensure my, my children will, will, will accept the Torah too. Like we said, that's the Pasuk. It's a mitzvah to, to, make it, to teach their children, and the next generation for them to their children. How do you do that? How do you do that? So, there's three points to talk about. Probably there are more, but three I want to focus on, particularly, particularly about the Indian of telling your children about the Torah. Remember, there's two different parts of the Torah. There's one mitzvah of teaching your children the Torah. Therefore, a different parts of the Torah. There's a mitzvah of, teaching your t- of telling your children about Matan Torah. And that's a possible like I quoted before. The Yom HaShemarat Alifnei HaShem There's an Indian in teaching them about Matan Torah. Not just teaching them what the Torah says. What's the importance of teaching them about Matan Torah? And the answer is, teaching them that we made this commitment. We made this commitment. The Matan Torah wasn't just to describe the fire and to describe the smoke and to describe the sound of the shofar. It's the commitment of Matan Torah. And therefore we are telling our children, we've committed ourselves to something and we want you to maintain that commitment. Now, like we said, what's the way to do that? So there's three, there's three factors. The first one we'll bring is from the Ramban. And what the Ramban says is that it's nothing to do with particularly Yiddishkeit, but you see that without, throughout the world, every nation or every group has a certain knowledge of what happens to them 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, whatever it's going to be. How do they know that? How do they know that? They weren't there to see it. The answer is, it just passed out. The French know about Napoleon, and the British know about, I don't know, I don't know what British successes they were, whatever you're going to talk about, Queen Victoria, I don't know. The Americans know about George Washington, how do they know? And these people lived 300, 400 years ago. How do you know? How do you, how do you know? Because you know that. That's what was something which everybody knows about, and they discussed, and it's passed down. And if that's the case, the Ramban writes, it's not 
by every Omer. No, no one doubts something which is passed down as a fact. This is what was. So, why, why, how do you know it's true? Why do you accept it? The answer is because there's a certain Hanukkah that fathers aren't trying to lie to their children. And they're saying, this is what happens. And then they're telling you a fact. And therefore, children naturally accept a fact. You think this is what was. Just like you know, children, what happened before they were born, and this is what this is what we did, or this is what happened. They accept it. I mean, the, we done, the natural position is a child doesn't think his father's lying to him when he's telling him a fact. We're not talking about telling him what to do. Right? Uh, the fact that there there was a, a Roman Empire once upon a time isn't machayv anybody anything today, but we accept it as a fact because we were told that, and we don't doubt it. We think it's true. And therefore, the first point is what's given over as factual. This is what happens is accepted as. Why would a father lie to his son? It's something which is accepted as a fact. Therefore, we know that too. And therefore, the first point is, the, and this is something which is the easiest part. Vaidatla is that you have to go give over the 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 mitzias that there was matan Torah. Hashem tries to Yisrael and Hashem goes to the Torah, and this is what happens to Har Sinai. And like anything else in the world history which is passed down generation after generation, it is accepted because you're giving me factual information. We have to, we have to talk about Mahmoud Harsina. It was just like we have to talk about Yisrael Mitzrayim. It's a Mitzrayim. It happens. It happens. And that's the first thing. Why? Because otherwise, things which, even if a parent takes it as obvious, but they're never going to de- telling their children something which is a fact, so the child will later on have people who doubt it and people who don't believe in it and whatever else and then his own uh, sense of, uh, of MS becomes shaky whereas what, uh, what someone's accepted always is that's the way it is it's, it's, that's the Matthias so it's much harder to, to shift that uh, sense of what this is the MS so that's the first point and it's, that's brought down in the Halacha by the Ramban for example as a Mitzvah Daraisa with that of an to teach your children in Muhammad Sinai that's the first thing. If you want them to, they want we want them to continue the kavarah satira. The first thing is they have to know about it, and that's the important point. Not just they have to know what the Torah says, what the mitzvahs are. The first thing you have to know, Hakadosh Baruch offered us the Torah, and we accepted it. We accepted it, and we accepted it for the few, for always. And that's the fa- and therefore we makhayv ourselves to makhayv the Torah. And why? Why? So and here's the second point of the chinuch, and that is. Because the MS is, how can you, like we asked before, how can you guarantee uh, that somebody else in the future will accept something? The answer is, because if it was a logical thing to do for you, it was a logical thing to do for someone else also. Things don't change. And therefore, a different door might be in a different situation, might have different nisiyanis, but the same rules are going to apply. It's just like saying that today we accept two and two is four. Uh, maybe our grandchildren will think differently. So no, they won't. There's something so obvious that they're going to come to the same conclusion. Even if they're doing, uh, they're working, uh, they're writing on computers instead of writing with a pencil and a notebook. What's the difference? If it comes to the same maskana, it's going to come to the same maskana them also. And therefore, the second point is the chinuchav. Why it was kedai to take the Torah? We accepted the Torah. I don't think it was because we were, we were, we, were, we didn't chat or we we weren't clear of what was the facts of what we were going to miss out by taking the Torah. No, it was kedai for us. It was the right decision to make. And that will remain the right decision to make, and therefore I want to explain to you, why it was why why Kaisal accepted the Torah. It makes sense. And it'll make sense to you too. And it was not just something which oh, I don't know what my parents thought like that. They were living in the dark ages, but I don't see why it applies to me. But the second point of Kavarasa Torah is the same Khashban Klai Israel had. 
why Rosh Hashanah takes up the Torah is the same Cheshmer which is going to apply to you too and therefore it's clear to them so then it's, it comes to the same logic so let's go through it for ourselves why Taka? why Taka was it Kedai for us to accept the Torah? and if that same argument hasn't changed over the last three and a half thousand years those same reasons why we're going to say it was Kedai for us to accept the Torah apply today too just as much so we're going to, there's again like I said at the beginning there could be more than three reasons of why it was Kedai and I'm sure there are. I want to talk about three because there are three which are easy to explain as a chinuch, and then three which a child can relate to, and three which will, will always be true. Nothing strange. The first one. The first one. And that is, accepting the Torah opens the window to Olam Otherwise, life is limited. As much as the person wants to enjoy it. And as much as a person can pack into it, and as much as a person can uh, can look for things to amuse them and entertain them in this world, at the end of the day, the fact is that people don't live forever, and that's never going to change. And if that's the case, so a person being in this world is confined to as much as they can enjoy in the 70, 80 years that they're living or before they get sick, and uh, that's it. Whereas, and there's no other mahalach out of accepting something spiritual that gives the person an idea of that I can enjoy beyond my lifetime. And uh, the, the, the Mephoshim says, the Chronim says this, the HaKadosh Baruch was kofedem harikagigis. He held a mountain over their heads and he said, can't take for us him. What he meant was, you're stuck in Olam Azeh. If you're not going to get the Torah, it's like inside a barrel. You can walk around in the barrel, but you're stuck. You're in a dimension you can't get out of. And that's the Matthias. The person who doesn't accept Torah, as much as they can enjoy this world, that's all they have. That's all they have. There's nothing beyond that. And this is the argument that Mrs. Yishai right at the beginning. And he says, it's not Kedai. As much as I can enjoy 70, 80 years, the Maisa doesn't compare to enjoying Nitzchis. And therefore, the only, the only Mahalach we have, so to speak, to get something which is beyond this world is, to, is, through, the, is through Torah. As Hashem told us, that Nisani is Skula, Skula in Zalem the first thing you're going to gain from accepting the Torah is you're going to gain something beyond this world. That's the first point. That's never going to change. As much as this world can refine and enhance and increase the amount of Hanoi you can get out of this world, it's going to be as limited as it always was. It's not, that's something which that Cheshman will never change. Number one. Number two. The second, the, the second point which Chazal say about why we accepted the Torah, and this is also an argument which as much as people don't like to think about it, it's true, it's true, and it's always going to be necessary, we'll always come back to the same point. And that is, by accepting the Torah, we, we, have, we can rely on Hashem to protect us. The two go together. And when Klai Yisrael don't want to accept the Torah, then Hashem is not there to protect them. And we've been shown by experience again and again and again, that every time Klai Yisrael try not to accept the Torah, and then Hashem takes out the protection, then Klai Yisrael gets killed. And that's a Matthias we can't argue with because it happens in the time of the, uh, of the Romans and it happened in the times of the Greeks and it happened in the time of Spain and it happened in the time of the, of the Cossacks and the Crusades and the Germans. And if anyone thinks that today, no, now there's no, there's no one who hates Jews anymore, they should just look outside. How I many millions of Arabs would love to kill us? So we, we aren't in a safer position now than we ever were. And there's never going to change as long as we know the Mazab because that's what Hashem said it up. And therefore, uh, uh, as you, if, if you just look at the, the, the timeline of history, Every single time, Klai Yisrael stopped keeping the Torah, that was the catalyst for another slaughter, another, another holocaust, another destruction. And therefore, it's Kedai to keep the Torah. Because like Hashem says, the, 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 the Saif, 
and the Nuchas came down together. And if you're not going to give the Torah, we're not going to get Hashem's protection. And if you're going to keep the Torah, then you're not going to get Hashem's protection. And have a And therefore, it's always Kedai. It's always Kedai. It doesn't make a difference which century you're in or which time period you're in. There will always be the Chol Dar Vadar that Eindem and there'll always be the ones who want to destroy us. And there'll always be the people who th- technically have the capability to destroy us. And what's stopping them is, is the Kaddish Baruch and And we can see that. And therefore, we don't want to accept the Torah. Then we're making ourselves vulnerable because we're not going to get that protection. And therefore, the second uh, the second decide applies too. Second reason that always applies. And then the third reason. The third reason, and that's the other point of of why it'll always be kedai. Well, this needs a little bit more maturity on a child, but we can show that as well. And that is even without the cheshbon of Olam and even without the cheshbon of Hakadosh Baruch protection, there's something else also. And that is that Lemaisa, and that's what we saw in Shvus, where we know that Ateris Poina Nami Lachem. That there's an Indian of Shvus also of enjoying Shvus, and that is because you'll see that the best way to enjoy Lamaza is by keeping the Torah. The best way to enjoy your, uh, your life here is also through the Torah. And again, maybe from people who grew up like that don't believe it. But look, listen to the people who didn't grow up like that and now discover Torah life, and they're the ones who will be the ones who give the strongest aidus that we can't compete. You can't compete. You can't compete with a situation where family interact with each other. Not everyone's in their own world and their own iPhone. You can't compete with a, 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 something like a Shabbos. You can't compete with something like the the value put on good midas and chesed, which without the Torah there wouldn't be, and there isn't. And that is. It's, it's Kadai even if you want to enjoy your life here. It's Kadai even to make the most out of this world. Again, it needs a bit more maturity because the Torah makes a person think differently. But when a person can see that, and more than that, in all these three things, it's not just what the parents show us, if it's the parents living that. And the person, a child thinks that his family, that he feels that that's, a, that that's what he wants to be like too. That's what he feels connected to also. Something he enjoys. So then, that's, that becomes... The reason why it's Kedai for you to make up all the Torah too. And like we said, don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. It's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah and it's a yisad and chinuch. We make up on achrayas in ourselves, not just that we accept the Torah. We make up on achrayas in ourselves that our children will accept the Torah too. And that's going to be the achrayas every dar has to keep the Torah, to keep the achrayas from scripture Torah. And therefore, especially for Shavuos, if our children are old enough to understand, they have to know there was Kabbalah Torah. We're telling them as a Yisoyed, as a Metziah, as a fact which the Nels going to argue with, there was a Kabbalah Satara. And explain, explain, next point. And why did we do it? Why were we Makabal Satara then? Because if we understand why it was Kadai, it's Kadai then, it was Kadai now. And that's okay, so it becomes the understood thing that the, we're bringing up the next Lord to do the same. Like I said, people can have Nisiyanis, and people can make mistakes, and that's expected. That's expected. But it doesn't mean it won't be Makabal. A person can make, doesn't mean that just because they have the Torah means they weren't makabal the Torah. As we know, we were makabal the Torah and people still make mistakes. But that's, a, that's, not, that, that's totally on the parents. If the parents provided the background and the Messiah and the Yisrael and the understanding of, of transmitting as Chinuch the, the Kabbalah Satara to the next door, then even if people make mistakes, even if people have the Nisyanis and the Santas and the it's not going to affect the fact that they weren't makabal the Torah too. And then on Shavuos, we've done our job as parents, we've kept up that commitment to Hashem that our children will be our guarantors that the Torah will continue in Israel.